Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Pensions Expert Podcast. This week, we will be talking about how the pensions regulator has been responding to the COVID-19 pandemic, the rise of pension scams related with coronavirus, and how master trusts are coping with the current crisis after the People's Pensions made changes to its charging structure and introduced an annual fixed fee. I'm Maria Espadinha, Deputy Editor at Pensions Expert, and joining me are Simon Q, Covenant Advisor and former manager at the Pensions Regulator, and Emma Watkins, Annuities Director at Scottish Widows. Hi, Simon. Hi, Emma. Uh, thank you for joining us. I would start by asking you, Simon, what do you think about Pensions Regulator response to the crisis and have they been fair with the challenges that pension schemes are facing right now? Hi, Maria. Thanks, uh, thanks for asking me. The, the regulator has a, a difficult job at the best of times. Uh, so under the, the, the current situation with the COVID-19 pandemic, it, it, it doesn't get any easier for them. We have from government um, lots of support measures for business. So the, the message very clearly is that they want to support the uh, UK businesses going forward. So the regulator has to echo that. And, and I think they've done that um, to a large degree. Uh, the guidance that they issued suggesting that trustees should be open to uh, a reduction or a deferral of deficit repair contributions for a period of three months is, is very sensible. Um, it allows trustees to take a step back and try and understand what position the business is in. And it also gives the business some flexibility as well when they're very definitely going to be looking at liquidity. Um, so a, a gap of, of three months is, is going to be welcome to them. Um, whether it's going to be enough for the majority of businesses, um, that, that remains to be seen. Emma, do you have a view on this? Yes, I, I would echo most of what um, Simon has just said. I think it's incredibly important that the pensions regulator introduce something that was reasonable, pragmatic and proportionate. And I genuinely think that whilst three months might not be enough and they might have to review that um, in coming weeks, it does give breathing space to the most um, stressed of pension schemes, it gives them the breathing space to work out that longer-term solution um, that they'll need, but it also means it's not a complete free-for-all for, um, schemes out there wanting or taking advantage of this for a long period of time. I guess what I would say is, you know, as a trustee, breathing space, pragmatic, proportionate approaches doesn't mean you don't have to document why you made the decisions. So again, I think the follow-up to the TPR's um, guidance around making sure that trustees document their approach and why it's appropriate is very, very key in terms of those trustees being able to demonstrate in the future that it was a, a proportionate approach to take. And uh, one of the things that TPR has said is that this will be, it's, as you say, it's not a free-for-all. So what should trustees be considering if their uh, sponsor is proposing this kind of deferment, Simon? That's a, that's a really good question. I, I would just say uh, Emma's point there about documenting is, is really very important. The, the regulator has said that they're not going to sue trustees for the decisions they make currently. That said, if I were a trustee, I'd very definitely want to document the reasons for, for any deferment. What trustees should be doing, we've got to bear in mind that employers, um, particularly distressed employers, so those likely to be looking looking for a deferment or, or a reduction in DRCs, are going to be under an awful lot of pressure themselves. They're, they're going to be looking at many, many things across the business, not only the contributions they make to a pension scheme, looking at suppliers, looking at uh, what they're doing with their workforce, um, how they're going to trade through this, if, if they can trade through this. 
um, and what their business is going to look like when they emerge at the other side of the, the pandemic. So trustees should be trying to have conversations with their employer. Uh, they should try and understand what the employer is trying to do, how they're going to be tackling these issues. They do need to be mindful that it's going to be difficult to get a seat at the table because the employer is going to have focus elsewhere. So I'd suggest that trustees take an approach that they are there to help the employer understand this position. And I was going to say the examples we've seen so far are retailers and and newspaper group publisher will have come forward either saying they want to do it or are in talks to do it. Are these business sectors that you think TPR will have no problem in, in accept um, deferments? I think there, there are an awful lot of sectors that may have been under pressure anyway. So an additional pressure and, and, and the COVID-19 pandemic is, is obviously a considerable one, um, is going to add to that. So, yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen various sectors in, in the press, but there are many, many sectors that are, are going to be under pressure. Emma, another thing that's come up these past few days is an increase in pension scams, also related with coronavirus, as everything is related to coronavirus these days. And the regulators have put out some kind of new warnings about it. How relevant are these warnings and how, should they be worried about it as they seem to be? So, Maria, unfortunately, I think... Um, They're very valid warnings, and it's a sad indictment of the world that we're in that when we're um, dealing with what we're having to deal with in terms of the um, COVID-19 crisis, that there are people out there that are willing to monopolize on that situation and use it to their own gain. So incredibly frustrating and disappointing that some people see the current crisis as an opportunity to scam pension savers, Um, but I think the regulator was absolutely right. Uh, They and providers need to do everything we can to raise awareness of these scams with both our customers, scheme members, um, and we're definitely looking to work with the government and the regulator to support that industry-wide effort. But I think it goes without saying that if you receive a text, a phone call, anything that is unexpected, or if it looks too good to be true, um, it's definitely important to make independent checks of the credentials of the people that you're dealing with, um, or simply just defer that interaction until times are are calmer and you have space um, and the ability to think about whether that is a sensible thing to do. Simon, are you on board with the suggestions that uh, trustees should stop DB transfers? Um, Not because of these reasons, but they might also help if they stop to prevent some scams? Yeah, echoing uh, what Emma just said there, it's important that we all help members avoid these scams um, and there are many ways that, that that can be done and Emma's covered a, a large number of those. Another is allowing trustees the the opportunity to pause on pension transfers uh, or help the member double check that what they're going into is valid and is not a scam. I mean I've, I've even seen things in the press recently which are not specifically pensions related of course but scammers offering to help elderly people get to an ATM for cash withdrawals. So they get them to the ATM and then grab the money. So there's there's no no level to which these people won't sink. So anything that we can do as an industry to help people avoid the scams it has to be a good thing. And and Emma, you mentioned providers. What can providers do on, on their side of, of, of things? Well, I think if, if people are looking to transfer money or um, to cash in their pension, or if uh, they call us to say that, that they've um, been asked to uh, join another scheme of some kind, 
within, you know, we're well equipped within our call centres and the like to be able to help those individuals, particularly if we identify them as being vulnerable, so of the older um, age bracket, to sit back, think about what it is that's on offer and to understand that they have time and space to really consider whether that's an appropriate action. So I think there are things that we can do. Um, I was incredibly encouraged by the SCA website that also gives a huge amount of information about these scams. So pointing people in the direction of that SCA website, you know, saying things like, be wary of offers that allow you to release cash from your pension before 55, because that's just not um, possible within UK legislation. So I think there's a huge amount of resources out there that can help people. We just need to encourage people to take the time to think and to look at this material um, so that they make the right decisions. We spoke about DB, uh, we spoke about scams, now going to defined contribution and DC schemes. Master trusts might have might be struggling at the moment. We've seen the people's pensions change, change their um, fee structure last week and introduce annual fee uh, for their customers. They said uh, partly related with the coronavirus crisis. Are we expecting defined contribution schemes to be as affected as DB schemes seem to be at the moment? Maria, I think it's probably important, and I'm sure your listeners know this, but it's probably just worth talking about the three permitted ways in which master trusts can take charges and then understanding the impact of that. So um, a master trust could charge a percentage of the fund each year. That's known as an annual management charge. They could choose to take a percentage of each premium received. So that's typically known as an allocation rate or they can charge a fixed monetary amount known as the policy fee. And that's the one, that final one is the one that you've just been alluding to. And that policy fee is a structure which allows the operator of the master trust to recover charges most quickly. So it kind of makes sense in this current environment why some master trusts might be implementing such a fee structure. All I would say is the downside is that monetary amount can erode small pension pots very quickly. And by way of an example, If you're a shop worker earning, say, £12,000 a year, you're employed for three months before moving job, you'd have built up a pot of around £240. If the pension provider was charging a policy fee of £2 a month or £24 a year, then 10% of that fund is eroded by charges just in that first year, and that pot could erode to zero over time. So I think it's important to identify this. I think the DWP were due to undertake a review of charges in 2020, but the current situation may well delay that. But I think looking specifically at some of the recent master trusts that have come out, uh, their proposed charge is an annual charge, and it is relatively small compared to the example I just gave you. So one would expect it to have a much smaller effect than master trusts which levy a monthly charge. Nonetheless, it's something worth talking about and for people to be very wary of, particularly in those environments where you do have transient workforces. And um, is it fair to say that uh, we've also written that some uh, master trusts have seen a, a particularly small part, but still some smaller employers not being able to make contributions? We also know that annual management charge normally is also related to fund performance. Do you think that these masters can be more affected by the current market fluctuations than other schemes, for example? Well, I think on the basis that we are in very volatile um, conditions, people may well be looking at their policy values, their pension pot amounts, 
and um, being concerned about the fact that some of the value may have been eroded through market volatility, equity markets, etc., etc. I think the important thing to remind people is typically these are long-term investments. And so changes month in, month out um, should be put into the context of this is a saving for later life. You're probably holding it for tens of years. I think the other thing that's worth noting is many um, DC schemes have a lifestyle strategy that typically moves them away from riskier assets into gilts, cash, corporate bonds, matching assets. So again, the volatility, market volatility impact closer to retirement is somewhat dampened by the fact that those lifestyle strategies do move them into more matching assets. So clearly very concerning, but I think it needs to be in the context of these are savings for later life and many people shouldn't be too worried by one or two months changes. It's a longer term market that we need to keep an eye on. Well, Emma's very definitely the expert on that. The point around it's a, a, a sort of marathon, not a sprint, is absolutely valid. Something very similar as house price, where people tend to get fixated on their house price fluctuating. Uh, it only really has any relevance uh, if you're looking to buy or sell. At other times, it doesn't matter if it goes up one month and comes down the next month. And, and rather like pensions, and until such point as you're looking to draw on it, the fluctuations are, are I wouldn't say irrelevant, but they're, they're not uh, a major concern. I think that's enough talk about coronavirus. At the end of our podcast, we have a section which we call Always a Pensions Angle which is a story uh, which is apparently not related to pensions, but it has a pensions connection. And Simon, you are bringing us our story today. So what do you have for us? Yeah, well, um, being a golfer, and I'm, I'm sure some of the listeners are, are also golfers of, of varying standards, um, it's it's frustrating not to be out on the course myself, but it's also irritating not not being able to watch the uh, the proper players on, on the television. So uh, I was just having a, a look online, researching various things for this uh, this part of the podcast, and I noticed that the PGA Tour over in the States has a very, very healthy pension fund. And it's estimated that uh, a 26-year-old player playing for 17 years on the PGA Tour, averaging a 75th position in each tournament, would get over $40 million into their pension pot. Uh, so there's there's hope for all of us golfers out there if we can get get to the PGA Tour. There's uh, there's actually a decent uh, decent pension for us if we can if we can play well. I'd also say that whilst whilst researching this, I mistyped the the um, error of typing pension that I'm sure we've all done, um, mixing the I and the S round. Uh, I, I typed that into Google and found that there's um, a chap uh, that was a lieutenant in the Confederate Army during the um, American Civil War. Lieutenant John Wesley. Initially, I read it as pension, but it's not pension holiday. Um, so there is a Lieutenant John Wesley Tennyson holiday um, who's, uh, who's buried somewhere in the States. But uh, amazing what you can find out when you mistype pensions. Simon, thank you for that. I think we all need a laugh um, during these current days. Stay safe and join us for next week on our Pensions Expert podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 